Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Uh, how do you feel about tonight and how your kids did? Well, first I want to say that my mom, my mom's at home watching and couldn't make it. I love you. My dad's birthday in two days. Here's his birthday present. And uh, I can't say enough about the, the school board here in Bowden, the administration, uh, Mr. Bryant, Miss Ms. Zoe Evans, who hired me. Our superintendent's wonderful. They've done everything. If I can prove we need it, they've done it. Our, our fan base and community is a 12th man. They are second to none. Second to none. Our coaches' wives are awesome. They've let us coach all year. But these last two, these last two, I want to say we got the best coaching staff in the state of Georgia. I love those guys. And to the guys who got it done and bought into the process, these guys played their hearts out tonight. I love every one of them. True get, true grit right here. Resilient bunch of guys. It is the Morning Five Podcast for Friday, December 9th, 2022. And as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Guys, uh, it was an absolutely incredible day yesterday. Uh, it is, as we mentioned, the Morning 5 podcast for Friday, December 9th. It is also, Bryce... National Pastry Day. Hey, all right. That's a good day to have National Pastry. Celebrate with a delicious pastry out in Bowden, Georgia. That's uh, that's it, the way to celebrate, man. Here's the great thing about this, and and obviously, and we're gonna we're gonna mention this, but B- Bowden wins thirty nine to thirty one over Sly County. It was an awesome game. We are going to break it completely down, and we're going to get to this here in a second. But I wanted to take a shout out real quick. Everybody that I know in Carroll County, regardless of their affiliation with any school, was congratulating Bowden, was talking about Bowden, was watching this Bowden game. I guarantee you, like the majority of Carroll County, if they were not in Bowden, which you're going to tell me, I mean, excuse me, we're not in Atlanta, which you're going to tell me about the crowd. Oh, man, I can't wait. Was watching the game at home it was yeah it was we'll get we'll get into it in a little bit but yeah it was it i i told i told my wife when i got home i told emily when i got home i've been to a lot of big sporting events um i've seen a lot of cool things that was the single biggest and single coolest sporting event i have ever been in attendance for and 
I've seen a lot of stuff. I mean, I've been to a lot of big games. That was the single biggest, coolest, most emotional game I think I've ever been to in my entire life. That's awesome. All right. Uh, we talked about double championships Thursday yesterday, and unfortunately it did not come to fruition. Central Falls 14 to nothing to a very, very talented Lithia Springs uh, Lions team. Uh, Bryce and I we were able to watch this entire game. Uh, you know, the story was the Lithia Springs uh, defense versus Central's offense, and yeah. the Lions just couldn't get it done. Well, that, that Lithia Springs defense, I think, only allowed one touchdown all season. So yeah. it, it was it was an uphill battle for Central. Um, you told me this yesterday. And I, I didn't I didn't realize it until you told me how young that Central flag football team was, um, and they played they played really well. I mean, it was that last touchdown was garbage time, so it was really seven to nothing. Uh, it, and I mean, hey, they're state runner ups, and they they played really well. And mostly everybody's coming back next year. I mean, that, this is going to be a crazy talented team. And the more popular popular this sport gets, the more girls are going to come have tryout for that flag football team. Yeah, and let's not forget we had Central, who was in the state champion, or was in the final or the elite eight um, in softball. You know those girls are going to probably come jumping on because this is the exact same thing that Villarica did. Villarica had people in the elite eight that were going um, to that were on the flag football team in Villarica. Yep. The more, like you said, the more popular this sport becomes. Athletes are coming out, and they want to. They want to be a part of this. So I can't can't wait. And there's athletes in Central and Villarica. Both oh, those yeah. schools have the athletes. <laughs> no doubt about that. Speaking of athletes in school, let's talk about Bowden Man. Thirty nine, thirty one, big win over Sly County yesterday. Um, this game, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this now. Bowden was trailing at halftime, and uh, I texted you, and you and I were going back and forth about about this at halftime. Bowden was trailing 21-19 a half. I don't think I ever felt, and I I think I said this to you, I don't think I ever felt like they were behind. Nope. And it was, they were never out of control of this game. Um, Bowden, it's just, it was, it kind of reminded me of the early county game. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it was, they were in complete control. Yeah, they were down, but man, it was... It was such a great second half. Bowden said, uh-uh, this ain't happening. We're, we're, we're taking this. This is our destiny. We are going to win this game. And I texted you at halftime. I was only three points off of the final score. Yes, you were. <laughs> Bryce sent me a text at halftime. It said 40 to 28 was the final score prediction. And it ended up being 39 to 28 or 39 to 31. Hey, I've seen enough of Bowden this year. I know what's going to happen. I, I turned around. Well, 19, what was it? 19, 21 and a half, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Schley was up. I turned around to the two people that came. You know, Bowden's losing two points at halftime. I turned around to the two people that came to me. I said, that's the ball game. I said, Schley, <laughs> Schley County just lost. <laughs> Bowden's not losing this. <laughs> Bowden's not losing it. And I told them, I said, Bowden is the single best team I've seen all year. And I've watched a ton of football this year. I've watched a ton of film this year. Bowden is the single best team I have seen in the second half. Something, I don't know what X's and O's wise. I need to figure out what speech Rich Finley and company give that team at halftime because it works wonders every single game. It doesn't matter if it's a close game, like as the championship game versus Schley. Doesn't matter if it's a blowout. 
Doesn't matter if they're losing. Something Rich Finley says and his his crew says and the X's and O's that they, you know, do at halftime, do they come out and they are ten times the team they were in the first half, which is which is bad for most teams because in the first half most teams are already down by twenty one points at halftime to Bowden. Something that you and I are working on is our all area um, team, and I think. You know, we were we were going back and forth debating on this, but I don't think it's a debate anymore. Um, TJ Harvison might just be the MVP of this year. Kid's <laughs> a stud. Kid is kid is an absolute stud, man. And that's uh, you know, we were talking last night during the game, and I, I asked I asked him, I said, how many offers, how many D one offers, do you think TJ Harvison gets after this game? Dude, I don't. That's tough. It's, they got to be flowing in. Yeah. TJ had 30, nearly 30 carries over 200 yards again. And they were, he was able to talk with GPB. TJ Harvison, who ran north of 200 yards on the night, the Georgia Cotton Commission, the natural choice for Georgia, the natural choice for us for player of the game was TJ. Hardest question you will have all day. How does it feel to bring a state championship home for the first time in 30 years? Feels great, man. This is what I dream for, man. I just want to thank the man above and my teammates for putting in that hard work and the coaches for the great play, game plan. Hey, and we knew this was going to be the outcome. All we had to do is bust our tails. And I'm just proud of my boys and the coaches, man. Time to brag on that offensive line a little bit for me because to get north of 200, you got to have the guys in front of you to clear the way. What's it been like to have them all season long clear the way for you to give you the numbers that you've gotten? Man, it's awesome, man. Them boys are some real dolls. Like, if y'all don't know about my old line, go look them up. Them boys are some dolls, and they just kept up opening the holes. And it's my job as a running back to hit the crease and take off. So I just congratulate them on that. They're the reason why I'm the player of the game. And at the same time, I, I noticed that there's a lot of want to when it came to you and the ball because there were a lot of yards after contact, and you're grinding and grinding and making sure that those fives and sixes turned into eights, nines, and tens in the third and fourth quarter. It seemed like it was really working hard out there to make sure that you were bringing that title. What's it like this there? Man, I love our fans, man. They're great and supportive. I already knew it was going to be packed, but not this packed. Man. It was crazy. We even got out here and everything. Like, thanks for everybody to come support us. So we needed that. And every time y'all come support us, we always perform big. Thank you, fans. Most certainly he did that. TJ Harvison, player of the game, north of 200 yards. So congratulations to TJ. Um, also, these clips that we've played are courtesy of GPB Broadcasting. Uh, our thanks to them. And, uh, and, dude, can we talk a second about how great GPB has done these championship games? Phenomenal. The thing, it's, it looks, it's a professional, 100% professional broadcast, and it's so 100%. nice to watch. Yeah. And I watched, uh, so we, I watched, so everybody saw the picture. I got home last night and I flipped on Swainsboro and Prince Avenue Christian. And I was like, you know what? I want to see if I can find some clips from the game tonight. Well, I found the whole game. It's on GPB's Facebook, completely free. Anybody that wants to go rewatch it, boom, right there on GPB's Facebook. So I was about to play it, flipped over to the Thursday night game, watched a little bit of the Thursday night game, flipped on the Bowden game. When I tell you the production value, the difference between the Bowden game and the NFL game, there wasn't any. Yeah, I mean, it, it was GPB has done a fantastic job of all, of all the championship coverage they've given every single team. Um, and last night, last night was no different. I, I rewatched that game 
And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm to start from the beginning, sort of, because I feel like I've been on this, you know, road with Bowden since the start of the season. Go for it. Uh, you, you know, I don't I don't have any skin in the game. I'm, I'm not from I'm not from Bowden. I'm not from Carrollton. Uh, you know, I don't I don't have any vested interest really, really in Bowden. Um, and we went out there for the Manchester game to start to see. We were actually out there earlier. We were out there for the Heard County scrimmage. Right. Uh, and I remember I remember going out to single A football. And I remember going out there and I've never seen the football field. I've been to basketball games, but I've never seen the football field. And we pull up and I see the field and I see the stands and I see the, the uh, locker room and the weight room and all that. And the huge, the huge message board, you know, the huge uh, scoreboard back there. And I was like, geez, I was like, this single A football, like this, these are beautiful. Uh, uh, you know, this field is gorgeous. The, yeah, the facility the scoreboard is amazing. Yeah, the facilities are breathtaking. I remember watching them versus Heard County and thinking, wow, this team is pretty good. This team is pretty good. We went, we went to the Macintosh two weeks later. You know, it's a tie game at half. It might be a one-point game. I think Bowden's winning. Rain's just pouring down. Rain's just pouring down. So I'm like, well, they're going to call this, right? They don't call it. Bowden comes out in that second half and just absolutely whips Manchester, who at the time was a top 10 team in the state. Uh, they come out, it's pouring down rain. Robert McNeil throws a 40-something yard touchdown pass to open up the second half. And I was like, wow, this team is this team is really good. Two weeks later, that two weeks later they play Bremen, their rival. They blank them 35 to nothing. I was like, geez, that's you know, in a rivalry game. When you can win 35 to nothing, that's pretty impressive. Next week, we go down to Tattnall Square. We go down to Columbus, or uh, Macon, excuse me. We go down to Tattnall Square in Macon. 48 to 35. And in between these, in between all this going on, they lose their starting running back. They lose Luke Windham, their starting running back. They're all world sophomore running back who was going to be the bell cow. And a guy from Villarica, who you've already heard what Timbo did for this young man to get him to play out of Bowden, TJ Harvison comes in. So we go down to Tattnall Square. They win 48-35. They go to Macon, two-hour bus ride. They have an hour to an hour and a half light delay. I don't remember how long it was, but it seemed forever. More adversity. Then they go to Temple. And they win 55-27 to to a local rival. A little adversity. A little more adversity. TJ or, uh, Robert McNeil gets suspended for one of the stupidest penalties I've ever seen in my entire life. But that's neither here nor there at this point. He gets suspended. Next week, they're playing St. Francis, a St. Francis team that in Division One of single A made it all the way to the semifinals. This St. Francis team, Billy, was one of the biggest teams I saw all year, size-wise. Yeah. 7A, 6A, 5A, didn't matter. St. Francis had 300-pound linemen everywhere. They had 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", you know, height linemen all over the line. Bowden beat them 23-day team, and it wasn't even that close. If it wasn't for a fantastic tackle by an umpire 80 yards away from the line of scrimmage, it would have been 30 to 18. And, and Bowden dominated them the entire time. That's another top 10 opponent. Then they go to Forest, then they play Forest Park, 47 to seven, take care of business. First region game, 42 to 21 against Christian Heritage. More adversity comes on Bowden. You know, they had the Pike Liberal game. They canceled. Pike Liberal canceled on them and Heard County. I think they canceled on everybody. They might've canceled their entire season. So Rich Finley's having to go out, calling all these schools, trying to find a school. Boom, we found a school, Cross Keys. It gets two weeks before Cross Keys. Cross Keys pull out. They lose a game. So they have a two-week bye in between their Christian Heritage game 
first region game of the year and their last region game of the year versus Mount Zion. Mount Zion isn't playing good. It's for the region championship, and Bowden might have a little rust. Well, they come out and do nothing but put up 42-13 to 13 on another local rival inside their region. Going into the playoffs, man, Aquinas. I don't think Aquinas was a top-10 team, uh, but they had, they had some talented kids. They had some really talented kids, especially that quarterback, really talented. They weren't ready. They weren't. They were, they, not were, <laughs> they were not ready at all, even close. It was it was forty two to fourteen. Forty two to fourteen. Bowden absolutely starched them. Next week, they get Manchester. Top ten Manchester. Good Manchester team. Solid Manchester team. A Manchester team that we heard from the offensive line was probably the toughest offensive and defensive line they faced all year. And you know the old adage, Billy, it's tough to beat a good team twice. And Manchester is a good team. They're a very good team. No doubt. Zero problems. Bowden had zero problems with Manchester. 42-21. Put up north of 40 points against a great Manchester team. Next week at Early County, this is the test. They're traveling three-plus hours. They're having to go Thursday night. They're having to spend overnight, get a hotel. They go down 19-0 early. Y'all were down there for this game. Yep, and I remember I remember looking and listening to Casey and Clay on the call. I remember watching the the score stream, nineteen to nothing. Any other team, Billy? Any other team? You know how I am in football. I'm I'm you know, I'm hesitantly optimistic. Any other team, I can guarantee you, goes down nineteen to nothing. I'm thinking, well, that's or that's it. Season season's over. Yeah, yeah. Good (laughs) good year. You know, made it to the semis. Whatever. That's fine. Or made it to the quarters. That's fine. Whatever. This Bowden team is different, dude. It, it is. They are absolutely different. They came back and won 36, or 36 to 26. Allowed one more score in the second half. I told you that second half Bowden team is better than the first half Bowden team. The first half Bowden team is the best in the state. Next week, semifinals, Lincoln County. We were out there for this. One in of the most of the best crowd I've ever been a part of. The most electric crowd, crowd hands down, Billy. I thousand percent agree, man. Oh my god, it was so awesome. The, it was awesome on both sides too. Yeah, it, look, Lincoln County brought brought some people, and they Dang right, a lot of people. And, but at Bowden stands was electric, and it was it was awesome. it was the coolest atmosphere I had ever been a part of until last night. It, you know, and it might even be better than last night's atmosphere just because it was home in Bowden. Right. And the blackout and everything that was it. I'll tell you, folks, I'll tell you what it felt like. It felt like an Ohio State Michigan game. That's what it felt like. It it felt like an Ohio State Michigan game. And Bryce has it, been to a couple. Yeah, I've, I've been to a couple. I've been to the only one that's ever gone into overtime. Um, it, it felt like that on the field. It felt like that. And they take care of Lincoln County. It's you know, it's one of those things. Bowden, if you if the other team doesn't score every single time down the field, Bowden's going to beat you because you can't stop their offense. You just can't. Yeah. Then last night, Schley County, they get in it. Uh, Bowden intercepts the ball early in the game. Big turnover. TJ Harvison, the 40 yard, just absolute sprint down the field. Man, I, it's the the game was. It almost went in stages. You could tell the ebbs and flows of it. Schley County would get some momentum. Bowden would get some momentum. Schley would get some momentum. Bowden would get some momentum. And the things that I think made Bowden win last night, the reason Bowden won, I, I think the weight room was a big one. 
Uh, Bowden never got tired. It looked like Schley did. Bowden's offensive line completely dominated Schley's offensive line or defensive line. I mean, you could see on 90% of the plays that Bowden offensive line that we have talked about so much was getting two, three, four yards of push. And when you give TJ Harvison or Robert McNeil two or three yards to get his feet going and start running downhill, you've already lost the game. You're not going to stop him. There was I a mean, play. There was a play in the second half. Uh, Bowden got pushed back uh, because of a BS false start penalty um, that no one moved. I like. I went back and watched. There was no one moving, and they got pushed back. And TJ, TJ ran the ball. And I, I remember started, exactly what play you're talking about. I, I remember the exact Eric, play. He, yep. He he got stopped probably two yards after the line of scrimmage. And it ended up being second and three because that push. <laughs> not it was nuts. From him, but from that offensive line, that push pushed him all the way down to three yards away from that first down marker. And I was like, holy crap. It was nuts. It was the, the, the ferociousness that TJ Harvison and even Robert McNeil last night. Dude, I don't know if I saw Robert get tackled by one guy the entire night. It took a multitude of people to tackle Robert McNeil. He ran through. There was three times. I remember three times, and I have them ingrained in my mind. There were three times that a defender had one arm on Robert McNeil, and Robert McNeil put his foot in the ground and tore off that defender and got another three, four, five yards. Yeah, and that includes his final touchdown of the night which was incredible um, where he ran over two guys including yes. one of his own so i guess three guys honestly <laughs> um we yeah and robert, it, four touchdowns two in the air two on the ground it was it was awesome and robert's not a big guy no he's not a big dude you know he's you think he's six foot uh i think so I maybe think maybe six right. foot i don't know what 210 maybe something yeah yeah he, he's not a big guy and he was just running over folks last night. And and Caden Prothrow had one of the most clutch catches over the oh, middle. Oh yeah, he did. In a in a must have it situation for Bowden. Uh that was just Holmes kind of type throw too. Like yes. he looked like he threw it sidearmed. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. Yep. It, it was it was a complete game and it was one of the most fun things I've ever done in my entire life. Uh Asher Christopher got a Joey Boza sack. Uh, he sacked the uh, the Schley County quarterback with one of his own offensive linemen. Nice. Asher Christopher picked him up and just threw, I think it was the left tackle, just picked him up and threw him into his quarterback. Uh, and and it was those were the two best teams in single A Division II. They they were fantastic. It was it was it was a haymaker after haymaker. The crowd, man, I everybody from Bowden was there. And, and the cool thing about it was Every, everybody from Bowden was there. There was nobody in Bowden last night. Nobody left. Everybody was at Turner Field. The other cool thing was, do you know how many Central fans I saw that said they stayed, stayed. after their flag football game yeah, to watch man. Bowden? A lot of Central people in the stands. A there lot. was a huge, huge swath of Maroon in there cheering for Bowden. I saw Villa Rica folks. I saw folks from Temple. I saw folks from Mount Zion. I saw, I, I even saw I don't know if they want me to say this, but I even saw a couple Bremen folks out there. What? Uh-huh. Yep. I even saw a couple Bremen folks. 
Bowden wins their first day championship in 30 years, folks. 30 years since 1992. First state championship for the entire county, also in 30 yeah. years. Yeah, that's um, that's awesome. So it was. I, I I don't know why I got so emotional afterwards. Like I said, I don't have any skin in the game. This, I'm not from Bowden. I I didn't play there. I didn't play against them. I really didn't know anything about Bowden until two years ago. Honestly, I, you know, I graduated from Douglas County, but it the the way they welcomed all of us in at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, when we were sort of doing what we were doing. And the the support that they've given us throughout the year uh, from what we've been doing, I, I don't know, almost felt indoctrinated into that community. Yep. Um, and it's it couldn't have happened to nicer people. I remember the first interview I ever did with Rich Finley. Uh, it was for the first week of the season, and I was thinking, man, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if, if, if I'm going to be able to interview this this guy like week in and week out. Like he's not giving me anything. Like he's just you know he's he's very coach speak. He's you know very tight lip. And, and week by week, man, every single week, I would get Coach Finley to open up more and more. And now at the end of the season, dude, I, I consider Coach Finley a friend. Like, I, I, I would, I, you know, I'd go and have a beer with that guy. Um, I, I, I think I he's a text last night just telling him how proud I am, I am of him and the coaching staff and all the players. And he said, thank you, you know, great feeling. So, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's pumped. He's answering. I'm sure he's got hundreds of thousands of text messages. Oh, all. dude, I can't even imagine. I would have just turned my phone off, probably. You know, it's just boop. Off. It, it um, couldn't. It couldn't have happened to a better community. Um, I, you know, is and that's saying something. I, I live in Bremen. Look, so like you have to understand something. Living in Bremen, you saying that about Bowden, you can get, you know, kicked out. But I'm, I'm being honest. People of Bowden have been nothing but, like Bryce said, welcoming. Uh, they, I mean, open arms from the get go, and yep. it's been awesome. And it, from whether it's TM5 or HSM, it doesn't matter. Like they have welcomed us in and said thank you for covering our kids, and we're so thankful and, and blessed to be able to do this. And I, God, we got to cover a state championship team pretty much their entire year <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think steve between steve lee and i and casey and clay we covered and called more bowden games than i think anybody else did around here i yep. mean it was it was almost every single week i think i think steve lee and i had four or five bowden games and casey and clay did two or three so i mean we almost covered their entire season yeah, yeah it was it was a great great year proud of bowden proud of everything that's going on um so yeah, it's 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 over now for them, um, which is always a good thing when you end up with a ship. But um, and I'm I'm still high from it. You know what I mean? You Dude, I, I almost couldn't go to sleep last night. I didn't go to sleep <laughs> until one a.m. I'm going off of four hours of sleep, folks. <laughs> I like I could I could not go to sleep. I stayed up and wa- I stayed up and watched the entire replay of that game after I got home. Uh, so I, you know. It's just awesome, man, and and I, I I know I know I know we got to end this, but I, I could talk for another hour about Bowden and this team and, and what they've gone through and every single player on the team that that gave everything they had. Do you know who was suited up last night? Billy didn't play, but you know who's suited up? Luke Windham. Luke Windham. Yeah, Luke Windham. That's a kid in week two. I didn't think was going to play sports again until next fall, and he was suited up last night, and he's going to be ready to go for baseball season. Oh, fun. Good. It, it's just, it was awesome. And I can't wait for the parade because I will be out there. Yeah. 
and and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have seven or eight Bowden State Championship T-shirts. I'll I will be purchasing about seven or eight of those, and my my entire family will have them. Yeah, it's it. That's something to be proud of, man. And like I said, it, the way that Bowden has welcomed us in, there's I, I feel I feel like it's a championship for us too. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I'm super proud of of the Bowden Red Devils, but yeah. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, girls basketball last night, Ramburn beats Bremen 59-57. to uh, It looked like from the text that I got, it was just the last second shot that beat them, which sucks. God, it sucks. Uh, boys basketball, Bremen beat Ranburn 65-42. to Temple beats Cedartown 74-40. to So we still got that green on the on the calendar. Love it. Uh, oh, man. I'm, I'm saying sorry, Billy. I... Uh, one more Bowden thing. I just I just saw on Facebook the amount of fans that were at Bowden High School last night when sure. the kids got back there. Yes. Oh, dude, this is. I mean, they just they there's a there's a parade down the middle of Bowden down the street with a bus coming in. There's there's hundreds of fans at the stadium with with uh I don't know what are those popping confetti things. Yeah. Oh, that's a uh, dude that uh, it's it chills. It literally gives me chills. I remember, I remember playing high school football. I, 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 I remember the emotion going. I cannot, I can't imagine what the kids are going through after winning a state title. Dude, that, that's just so sorry. That I, I saw that. And I just, I don't know. That's awesome, man. I love that. On the stump of games and events calendar, there's a lot. So let's, I'll get Saturday and Sunday. You get Friday. All right. Friday night, uh, girls basketball. Heard County is at Bowden. Harrelson County is at North Murray. Mount Zion is at Green Forest. Cedartown is at Temple. Billerick is at Banneker. And Bremen is at LFO. So the majority of them are on the road, minus Temple and Bowden. Uh, boys basketball, similar. Carrollton versus Oxford. Hurd County at Bowden. Carrollton County at North Murray. Cedartown at Temple. Villarica at Banneker. And then Bremen at LFO. Wrestling. Uh, Villarica boys are at Mount Brook Spartan Invitational at Mountain Brook Alabama. On Saturday, girls basketball, we have Temple at Central at 4.30 p.m. and then Chapel Hill at Villarica at 6 p.m. For the boys on Saturday, Temple at Central at 6 p.m. and then Carrollton versus Jacksonville at 3.30 and then Crapel Hill at Villarica at 7.30. Wrestling, we have Villarica boys at Mount Brook Spartan Invitational at Mountain Brook, Alabama. And then in football uh, on Saturday night, Carrollton versus Mill Creek. Uh, that is at Turner Field in Atlanta. I'll probably be at that one as well. On Sunday, we have college basketball UW at Auburn Montgomery for the boys. And that is your Stump It Games and Events calendar for this week. And for those of you who are, you know, Carrollton folks and are kind of upset that we didn't give that much emphasis on Carrollton. It, we apologize. It's been a week of just pure chaos and, and the fact that we finally got a state champion, we had to talk about it. So that's that's why we didn't have much time for analysis. I think Carrollton's going to win this game. They're a one-point dog, according to Max Maxwell uh, Rating. Well, they've been counted out all year, and they've yeah. done nothing but show that they shouldn't be counted out. And I, I trust in Joey King, man. I really do. Uh, I I like what Joey King is building there. He's he's great. Um, so yeah. All right. Uh, I need some money, Bryce. What you got? Hey, let's get to the incredible pulp soft earned dollars for the week. All right. We uh, I'm leading by four points right now. 
I'm 14, 20, and 2. Billy is 13 and 23. My locks for the week. I got Brazil over Croatia and Portugal over Morocco in the World Cup and both of those teams advancing into the Elite Eight. Uh, my third lock of the week are the Bucks at the 49ers. I am going to take the under. The over-under right now is set at 37 and a half. I am taking the under. I have zero faith in the Bucks' offense against the 49ers' defense, and the 49ers are starting Brock Purdy at quarterback. I'm taking uh, Army-Navy. I'm taking the over. The over is 32 and a half. Um, I think that one should go over. Um, looking at what their offenses have done, I think it should end up um, over 32 and a half. Garrett Wilson, anytime touchdown on Sunday is plus 240. I'm going to take that. And then Tennessee, um, they're minus three and a half versus Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Hey, did you, uh, this, this is another one that I thought about taking. Did you see that the Vikings are a dog on the road versus the Lions? Yes, a one-point dog. Uh, it moved. It was a two, I think, what? last night. Yeah. Um, it might have changed again this morning. I haven't seen. Hold on. Let me look. Uh, one and a half. So it moved up and moved back down. But yeah, Minnesota's a one and a half point dog on the road uh, at the Lions. Billy, you need another cup of coffee, man? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Let's get to it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Did you get to watch the Rams game last night? No, I didn't watch it. Dude comes off the bench. Baker Mayfield coming off the bench and wins in, on his debut in L.A. on a 98-yard drive. Baker Mayfield, the future of the L.A. Rams. There you go. <laughs> they needed a quarterback so bad. <laughs> they did. They would have taken Brock Purdy if he was uh, if he was a free agent. Uh, speaking of free agents, Mets signed center fielder Brandon Nimmo and right-handed pitcher David Robertson. So once again, NL East teams, other than the Braves getting better, Braves not getting better. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, USC quarterback last night, Caleb Williams, wins the Walter Camp Award. A bunch of awards going out last night to to all the college football players. I believe uh, Brock Bowers won some award. I forget what it was. We were we were reading and talking about it on the way home from, from uh, the Bowden Championship game. And honestly, I wasn't focused on anything other than Bowden winning the championship. But uh, Brock, I that Marvin Harrison didn't win the uh, best wide receiver. But yeah, the wide receiver from uh, Tennessee won it, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. So that was a little weird. Yep. Uh, and Brittany Griner was freed. Uh, the U.S. Russia prisoner exchange. I don't know when it's going down, but it was announced yesterday that Brittany Griner is coming home. Uh, regardless of what you feel about her politically and what she does, she is an American, and we need to fight to get all Americans back over here that are uh, imprisoned overseas for something as dumb as what she was in prison for. Yep. They're actually talking about it right now on ESPN. Uh, and then today in 1935, the first ever Heisman Trophy Award was given out to Jay Burwanger, a halfback from Chicago. Billy, have you ever heard of this person? Nope. Nope. I haven't either. That's, that's new. I like... I've... I'm a college football fan, and I don't think I've ever I ever knew who the first Heisman Trophy winner was. But now it's Jay you would think you would think like his name would be synonymous with the Heisman Trophy. Like you would think you would hear that name a lot, but I've I've never heard of that guy. I don't know who he is. So that is your another cup of coffee for Friday, 
December 9th. You got anything else, buddy? Nah, man, I'm out of here. Uh, let's uh, let's get out of here. I want to watch the Bowden Championship game uh, one more time this morning. Just a bit of a programming note. Next week will be our last full week of the year. Um, we will go through. We'll have all five days next week. But the week after is the week before Christmas. And Bryce and I will be taking off. We are going to enjoy some time with our family. Um, and then Do we have to. <laughs> it's your fault you're leaving yeah um, i'm going up the pigeon forge then um we will come back i think the 27th yeah so the plan is right now to take that 19th through the 23rd we're going to be taking that off and we'll have a podcast uh then we'll also be off the 26th which is a monday uh then we will be back in action on your normally scheduled dumb podcast from the 27th through the 30th and then after that and it's business as usual into the new year and the 28th is our year long or our year um, anniversary i don't know how we haven't been shut down yet <laughs> it's okay people have tried uh that's it for the morning five for friday november 9th a championship friday november 9th uh bryce farling i am billy lindall have a great weekend everybody and uh let's let's go trojans this weekend um we will talk to you all on Monday, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors! <laughs>